Hello, my name is Katie Sando and welcome to the Business Leaders Podcast from the Marketing Forum. In this episode, Andrew and I take on the topic of leadership, which I'll admit is a pretty broad topic for only a 30 minute discussion, but you'll find we do our best. So we take a look at our own experiences of good leadership and questionable leadership. We discuss why situation and environment matter, uh, the importance of taking the time to reflect and also getting to grips with the massive topic of competence. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So without further ado, my first question to you would be, let's have a, um, a an example of where you were impressed with, or have you had a situation maybe in the recent past where somebody has really shown some you know, great qualities and real strong leadership and it, and it, it stuck out for you? Um. So I think for me, um, you know, it's like you say, there's good and bad everywhere, isn't there? And you sometimes see sort of glimmers in in whatever company you work in. One of, but but this is where I think situation and environment matters so much because if you, it's the opportunity, isn't it? You you know, you could have somebody who's a great leader, but on a day to day basis, you might not necessarily see them really in action until frankly, the shit hits the fan. And that is certainly my experience uh, in that, you know, I was involved in a business as a um, marketing director for a business that went into administration. And um, it was a complete shock. We didn't see it coming. Um, Obviously, multiple complicated reasons (laughs) that no one is at liberty to discuss. But um, what uh, I really saw in that week was the treasurer in that business at the time, um, you know, obviously not an employee, was a non-exec um, who now, you know, this is where competency ties into this, had been in the situation before. So they were had worked in turnaround, were aware of what happens, was aware of the process and was the only director around that table that had been in that situation. But having said that, they were um, they they showed incredible leadership in the sense that they were supportive. They gave space to people to um, to express their concerns. They were brilliant at um, talking through what the process was going to be, what we were about to experience, what our legal obligations were, what we had to be cautious of. Um, administration, I know you know that's probably a topic that we at some point probably should delve into more. But it is quite a, it's quite a fixed process. You do have responsibilities. You do have to go through certain stages, right? Um, mm. But you know, was that? Can I ask you just on that that situation? Was that individual had they shown? Yeah, that was a particular example of the situation that they delivered, if you like, strong leadership. Had you seen it from that individual before, or had it? You know, um, it hasn't been required. No, exactly. It wasn't required. So, I, you know, I'd sit, I sat around uh, board meetings with that individual before and meetings in general. I knew that person um, not particularly well, but reasonably well. Um, and just a competent board member, sure. Um, but to, to then in that, in that environment be the one that uh, really took, uh, took authority and took the leadership um it it was one of the examples that it was one of the only examples in in my work experience so far where I would just be like 
I was, I was, I know it sounds like dramatic, but I was blown away by the way they, man- I learned so much from the way that they managed that situation. What about you? Yeah, so I think in, um, <clears throat> certainly in turnaround, which um, I've had quite a lot of experience in over the last sort of 10 years. And um, uh, yes, with a situation, particularly where uh, the uncertainty about the future of the business and you know, in turnaround, you know, long-term planning would be defined as anything probably up to about six months to a year. You know, often it's kind of, you know, weeks in front especially if you're um, trying to you know, manage cash flows to pay staff. And um, it, it does require, I think, the, the leadership I saw in, in this particular example was from somebody who um, was a non-exec in a publicly listed companies. So really, the, the gig they had with a, uh, a business in the Southwest was, um, uh, you know, it was generous of this particular person to get involved, but they were great in terms of there were personal reputations at stake um, for high profile individuals who joined this business that had been around nearly 100 years. And it had kind of the expectation was that it was going to be about nice lunches and, um, you know, um, being seen to be um, occupying a, a position of respect within the community. And I don't think they realised, actually, they picked up a bit of a hot potato. Um, the the professional non-exec really um, brought the focus and um, the seriousness of the matter to, to, to that sort of audience without utterly scaring them um, and did a great job in the communication of getting the balance right in terms of this is very serious. We do know how to address this in a meaningful way for a, a board that was uh, massively um, uh, kind of... Um, the, the preferred um, response would have been procrastination for sure. And, you know, he, he, he managed to get that sort of call to action right. Uh, I, I was impressed with that. And, um, yeah, he, that, that individual sort of stick, sticks out in, in my mind. And I could see why um, um, he, he, you know, he, he, would pay, he was probably paid quite a lot of money, not particularly the client I was working with, but elsewhere. And I, I kind of got it at that point. Yeah. It is. It's that action, isn't it? It's, it's you know, because I was going to say to you, it's like funny, I wonder if we all define leadership in the same way. Um, so, you know, we talk about being better leaders and you just kind of think, well, does that mean something different to different people? Do we all do we all think of it in the same way? But certainly I think when things are going wrong, it's the person that that really helps take everyone along what is probably quite a treacherous path. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you know, you made the point earlier, and I think we both agreed that the situation is is, is critical, really. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, you know, something that I came across when um, I was invited to, to um, join a leadership course at um, the uh, London Business School recently, and um, they did this quite, on the face of it, quite bizarre session where you join a, a jazz band in an afternoon. And you, you know, he's thinking, well, what on earth has this got to do with leadership? And the the, the chap who led it was um, a, a very competent jazz um, musicianist. And he, what they were trying to get across, I think it's absolutely right, is that within a jazz band, there are no fixed roles, and the the band members are taking a cue from other people, and there's a lot of improvisation going on. But the the point is that the 
the leadership isn't fixed at the outset. It is not agreed. It's not like a, you know, a formal orchestra where a conductor stands at the front. And I think it's much more realistic to what's going on in business. So you could have a group of leaders and at certain times, individuals will pick the baton up. It's not required that, oh, look, there's our leader and there's a kind of competition going on between the members to think, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm the leader, I'm the CEO. I think it's it's not like that. And, and you know, very much the sort of the humility that goes on with, um, you know, good, good leadership, recognising when you can competently perform and contribute where other times you you might have to step back and say this isn't really in my bag but mm. you know it is my colleague who can who can take a lead here um which i think got us into the second aspect of this maybe was um the extent to which people in leadership positions um perhaps doing a less than good job reflect on behavior and i would be interested in asking you what you felt about the importance of taking a step back and looking at areas where um, performance has been weak and as individuals, how willing we are to do that? How important do you think it is we should... uh... Oh, I think it's massively important. You know, we've had conversations in the past where you talk about, I really think that there's a huge connection between success and um, personal and professional development. So if you're not reflecting on yourself, if you're not reflecting on your behavior and seeking opportunities to develop, I just don't see how anybody expects to get better. Um, Just by going through experiences alone doesn't uh, build knowledge and resilience it's only the the, it's only you only really engage with that when you're thinking okay probably shouldn't have said that or you know uh, you know on reflection we sought the wrong help you know whatever it may be I think if you don't check back in both personally and professionally then how can you um you know how can you expect to um to engage with it yeah I think that's right there's um I mean, there are, there's a legion of books around leadership, one that's, uh, um, hasn't got too much dust on my shelf, but um, published by the Financial Times, um, leadership written by Marianne Abid-Petch. And um, she talks about leadership being an ongoing commitment, um, you know, not just in business, not, not just as a means to get the next promotion or to really sort of underscore um uh, you know your uh, your right to, to you know better paid jobs, but Shengin you know, is a real commitment in in your life. If, if you want to be a leader, then um, it's 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 everywhere, and mm. um, doesn't mean that you you know you're always charging from the front by any means. I think we sort of covered that bit off earlier, but it certainly is important that um, you have a commitment to improvement. And mm. yeah, something goes wrong and. Boy, I've had situations where thinking I handled that really badly when incredibly it didn't go out. My impact in that group of people was absolutely not what I intended, mm. but it was. And, you know, you've now got a repair job to do. Yeah. But I think you have to come away from that and thinking, OK, we do need to take some learnings yeah. from this. 
I think there's more encouragement for leaders, people in leadership positions to do that now. Things like personal and professional coaches are way more, there's a, you know, in a way they're prolific, aren't they? And, mm. um, you know, a lot of that potentially, if it's used well, is an opportunity for people to create space to self-reflect. Yeah, um, and get feed, you know, ask for feedback. Um, not from everybody, but from people you trust, or if you hear things that have been repeated to you before yeah. that might be harsh, but you've heard it before, then you know maybe it is time to take it on board. Um, but I think and, genu- uh, generally, it's just like um, it's self awareness, isn't it? And but you know, and that's one of the other things I know we're going to talk about competence. But um, uh, the article that I was reading on leadership was around, you know, it talked about competence, but it talked about the fact that a, a lack of self-awareness and effectively self-delusion is where a lot of um, where a lot of leaders go wrong or non-leaders go wrong because their their idea of what their strengths and competences are are at yeah. complete odds to what the reality is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's a real minefield in terms of, um, uh, you know, how, how do you actually, um, you know, set objectively the barometer for, um, you know, competence? And you're absolutely right. I think yeah. generally most people probably rank their own competence at a higher level than it than it really is. Um, and then, you know, but it's crazy, isn't it? Because in many ways you think, well, it's, it's it should be fairly easy to do. I mean, you can measure competence if you're minded to i mean that article you sent me from harvard business review um on that subject was interesting because it um it said that oh yes of course one of the problems is we're all persuaded by confident people we like it and you know charisma we love a bit of charisma and you know all that kind of infectious energy and but we also recognize oh yeah we need competence but we don't recruit for competence. No. And the, the, the author of the article was saying, you know, it's crazy because you've got so many tools out there to measure people's competence, yet we don't do it. And no. actually what we tend to recruit on is confidence and charisma. And um, ultimately, they're nice to have um, for sure, but you need competence. One of the things that um, I think it's worth mentioning as well is, uh, you know, we talked about situation and environment Um but you talked about, and this is where, um, like I said, you know, talking about the the example of leadership where uh, the person had done it before, they'd been in that situation before. And, you know, you talk about um, leading through change, for example, um, as being a real almost litmus test for what good leadership, where it comes from. And I think it's worth, you know, because you've done a lot of turnaround and I think it is exposing yourself, isn't it, to those situations where, you know, when when it's a sunny day and the meadow is full of flowers, you're not demonstrating anything. Um, whereas it, it's it really is putting yourself in those positions where you need to make an impact. Something needs to be done. Um, time is probably an issue. Cash is certainly an issue. Um, you know, how much do you think that matters for people who are seeking to build leadership skill sets? Yeah, I think it's like most things we will you know, discuss on our, you know, on our chats and it'll be this sort of mix of there's the theory (laughs) and then there's the practice. And, um, you know, there are leadership courses everywhere. There's literature uh, in abundance. But I think it's one of those things that you have to be exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
you can't be a great piano player by reading the books on piano playing. You know, at some point you're going to have to get there and, and, and try it out. So, yeah, I think I would. Um, and, and people will get the opportunity. I mean, you, you know, I think if you take that um, guiding sort of principle of being a leader, you know, and looking at the qualities that you would look to nurture in your personal life, and you take them in a in a way that demonstrates integrity into the workplace. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to be the CEO or on a on an executive board anywhere. Um, you know, you get those opportunities to practice, and um, it's. I think you know, leading a change, it, you need the. I think the the risk of getting something wrong and taking responsibility. Mm. I think there's a lot of people who get paid too much for just talking. And there isn't a lot of consequence to that. No. You know, and people have to ultimately own it. You know, they yeah. need to own a project. So, yeah, anyone listening to this who really, you know, um, perhaps is starting off on a career on their career, yeah, hold your hand. If there's a project going, go for it, and you get an opportunity to to lead it. Have a yeah. go. And, That's um, why they talk yeah. about skin in the game, don't they? You know, um, what happens if it fails? If the answer yeah. is to you, nothing then you don't have any skin in the game. And therefore, yeah. in reality, you're not really learning anything. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, we've sort of joked before, I mean, it's be nice to actually um, engage the management consultants who come up with the strategy to say, okay, now deliver it and we'll um, pay you on that basis. Um, yeah, and but, I, but, you know, there are, I think there are different skill sets between, you know, you will have strong implementers and you will have people who are good at... Um, you know, perhaps thinking through the the options and, and coming up with ideas, but and I think, but the leadership challenge is actually you need to be able to do both. Um, I don't think you can really separate, you know, the the strategic aspect of being a leader um, and demonstrating the um, you know your capability to analyze a difficult situation, um, one with um, options. Uh, with risk attached, um, perhaps with uncertain out with uncertain outcomes, and really, um, you know, be able to sort of sift that out in a way that you know makes sense to the people who, you know, it will affect, including yourself, and um, implement that action. So it's a it's a bit of a tough gig, really, you know. And often it's 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 not it's time constrained, you know, the opportunities we. You know, I was listening recently to a couple, a couple of great TED talks by ex-military people, and they were dissecting it all in quite a calm way. And I was thinking, I mean, what you've just described took place in minutes, probably. It took longer yeah. for them to explain what happened. And I'm sure, you know, it was things happening really quickly, and people just did the right thing, and it was incredible. Because I complained to you, I was like, why is they always use military when they talk about leadership? But then actually, when you put it into the context of situation and environment, it's because they are so regularly put into situations where somebody needs to demonstrate something. Well, yeah, but I also think it's the, you know, they just do the right thing at a deep human level. You know, they just act with enormous selflessness and, you know, Fortunately for what we do, you know, it's never life and death. Um, but it can be, you know, it can be the decisions that are made affect people's lives, oh, you know, their livelihoods and, and and all that. So I think it's, you know, it's this trust thing of you. You have to be 
trusted to do the right thing. And I think that's a sort of moral aspect to this. Mm. You know, you need to be a decent person. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if, you know, the, one of the, one of the, um, the, the podcasts talked about, um, the guy said, you know, I'll demonstrate, you know, banking is a perfect example of where, you know, terrible leadership's been shown because it's ult- ultimately so selfish. Yeah. You know, that you had individuals earning a lot of money, totally incommensurate potentially what they were delivering to society. The taxpayers had to step in, you know, 12 years ago. And, um, you know, there's you, you certainly wouldn't have the selflessness or care that, that's going in, into that. So, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, the, the, the army ones, are, or sorry, the, 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 um, the battle examples of where there's been brilliant leadership is, you know, kind of maybe it appears to be out there in terms of relevance but I think there are I think there are contexts that we can learn from those. Do you think it's a combination of leadership is partly innate and partly partly through putting yourself in situations and then reflecting on them? I mean certainly if you look at extraordinary acts of courage that you know certain people have have shown on on the battlefield then I uh, you know I I just don't know I think it seems so extraordinary what people Mm. are, are willing to do but there seem to be so many examples of that over, you know, many years and decades, you know, different centuries, et cetera. So there is something about it in us to, to ultimately do the right thing. And I think, you know, when people that work report to you recognize that you as an individual will do the right thing by them, I think they respond. So I, I think as part of that, there is a, um, there's a cultural um, aspiration, expectation you know, if you're going to join this group, these are the behaviours that these people just demonstrate all the time. Mm. And we mentioned before about poor cultures and to what extent they contribute to, you know, company downfalls and poor performance. So I think, you know, setting setting that expectation is a sort of learning thing, isn't it? If you're, I don't know, you you, you know, you're, you're a bit of a, an introvert perhaps and you're quiet and you go into a, quite a, you know, a, a sort of... Um, robust team of individuals then you know and that's expected or of you you need to try encourage you to perform at a different level and and you know perhaps look to 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 change i i i'm not a i'm not a psychologist but um i do think you know leaders have to set those key expectations and they should expect it from their people and they should set high standards if i'm prepared to sacrifice what's good for me for my staff then I expect them to do the same mm. true I see what you're saying should we talk about incompetence <laughs> <laughs> go on then you go first um I don't know I mean so I think where the incompetence thing so um that article I sent you from the Harvard Business Review massively talks about incompetence and that um you know like you said already like this sense of it actually talks about, much to my delight, the fact that there are far too many incompetent men in leadership positions um, and whether a way to equal that is to promote more incompetent women into leadership positions. Um, <laughs> Balance it all out. <laughs> absolutely. Um, or whether, alternatively, a perhaps better way of doing it would just be to demand competence full stop from everyone. But, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because, you know, it's like you said already, we're crap at recruiting competence. And, you know, where, why do we end up with so many incompetent leaders? Where are they coming yeah. from? Well, I do. Yeah. the article talked about privilege, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
you know and so yeah privilege and confidence wasn't it yeah, yeah so you know privilege breeds confidence if you you know come from a, a privileged background you're more likely to be confident um you know does that mean that you don't therefore really need to become competent nobody challenges you to do so and so you just don't i think it was the beguilement wasn't it or that's a world beguilement but anyway um it was the there is something about us we're drawn to confident people and it's that kind of emotional response in an interview where you've got somebody who's confident bit of charisma there you're just engaged with them and then you don't really want to sort of step back and say, okay, let's really drill in now. Yeah. Where's the to, substance? To, where's the substance here? And also I suppose it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, if you look at a lot of, I don't know about you, but, you know, most recruiting takes, you know, maybe two interviews, a couple of hours in total, if, if you're lucky. I mean, how far do you get to, I know it's not true for all organisations, but for many smaller businesses, that that's not a lot of time to, no, I mean, yeah, that, but then like you said, there's a lot of tests for comfort, competence, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of psychometric tests you do from Myers-Briggs and around what your preferred style is. I think, um, you know, so if you knew somebody who was high on confidence, then you'd really want to, I guess, look at competence, wouldn't you? You know, because it's a potentially a bit of a, a, a red flag in terms of... I think most confident people um, are not competent, but all confident, sorry, all competent people have a lot of confidence around them. We've successfully confused anyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so are they competent and confident? (laughs) So if you're competent, you will be confident is the way way it works. But that does not therefore mean that all confidence confident people are confident because mo- a lot of people are confident yeah you know it's a, it's a thing we value in society isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um so one of the things is then how do you measure your own competence um apparently according to that article again i will put links to that article actually um somewhere around this podcast so you can all take a look because especially if i feel bad because i can't remember the name of the um author but um, talk about the fact that we're all pretty delusional uh, in what we think are our competence levels versus what they actually are. Um, But again, challenging to test, right? Yeah, I think, you know, seeking feedback and just being really quite self-critical without going into some sort of self-flagellation. But I do think, you know, you've got to really take a hard look at... uh, performance yeah. especially if you're in a senior position because you won't get it you know it will be heavily filtered you know yeah. do you get it from your managers well very unlikely they're looking to for pay rises and pats on the back from you are you getting it from your colleagues you might do if you ask for it but if you're if you're you know a board director you're probably pretty busy you might not spend a lot of time with them they might not know um, so I think the more senior you get, I think it's it's really important. I think friends can help. Yeah. Um, and it's like you say, it's it's that's where I think that reflection piece is so important because if you're able to sit down and say, right, looking at today, like you said, I mean, I've had situations even as a consultant where, you know, somebody might call me and say, 
I uh, just wanted to check in. You seemed frustrated in that meeting. And I just think, God, I wasn't at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> are you laughing because you know my behavior? Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the fact that somebody's then giving you that feedback, then I, you know, just think like, well, if that's how it came across, then it's worth acknowledging that potentially I'm not putting out what I think I'm putting out. I, I mean, I find it really hard to do personally. Yeah, really difficult. It is definitely not something I, I find easy, you know, to ask somebody and say, you please appraise my... Especially, I probably sense the situation where I should ask for it, knowing full well that I have performed ba uh, badly or poorly. <laughs> and to that extent, you think, well, do I really need to hear this? Um and I think, you know, that's probably a good, I think, you know, it's important. And um, you might be, I have been surprised. Uh, I'm working on this personally, trying to, to get more. And sometimes it's not as bad as you think. So that, yeah. you know, it can have a, it can have a bit of a silver lining when you sort of cringe a bit. It's like, oh my God, did I really say that? And you ask somebody what they thought and they said, well, it was, you know, it needed saying. It was just you said it in a clumsy way or, or something. Think, okay, that's not too bad. I'll, I'll yeah. read a thesaurus. And, uh, yeah. I don't think <laughs> a non-clumsy way is to outmaneuver somebody linguistically. <laughs> no, but use softer words, maybe. Right. I see what you're saying. I didn't know if you were just trying to bamboozle. <laughs> no. I didn't understand what I was saying. It was perfect. Um, no, well, we, um, we all um, have learning still to do, certainly in, in this field, for sure. But, you know, I guess the most important point is that element of reflection, isn't it? And then putting yourself into positions to challenge yourself. Yeah. How do you find, I mean, just a question I'd ask you, because you're, you know, you're involved in the consultancy field at the moment. I've, um, I'm actually, I'm working as a, a full-time employee and um how how important do you think it is as a consultant leadership what's your, your view on that oh it's critical you really need if you don't have um it doesn't necessarily need to be the ceo it doesn't necessarily if it's an owner managed business it doesn't need to be the owners there needs to be a sense of direction within the business and there needs to be people that can be relied upon i'm not saying it shouldn't ideally be those people um, but it needs to be somewhere. Mm. You need you need somebody that's um, like you say, rooting for the people and mm. trusted. Um, so demonstrating that credibility is all part of that leadership piece for you. Yeah, I it's one of the things I will look at as a consultant if I'm asked to work with a business. I will look. You know, I don't I don't want to work where success isn't isn't possible. You know, you want to be able mm. to make a, a positive impact if that's what you're being asked to do. And so if you are looking at a business where you know that you're not going to be enabled, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking for that sort of situation environment where you can you know, demonstrate or. Um, well, actually, make, well, actually helps. And that means challenging conversations sometimes that might mean tricky things like restructuring or you know whatever yeah. it might be and you need yeah. the, the leader don't you 
Yeah, we that's another topic we should explore at some time. It's difficult conversations. You mentioned it then. I love a difficult conversation. They, they don't go on enough in my experience in business. No. And also, I think it ties in well with this conversation, because I think I'm really good at difficult conversations and potentially yeah. I'm completely deluded. Yeah, and it, well, now I was going to say you can be quite rude. I've seen you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not somebody who shies away from it. Yes, I agree. No, don't, because now people think I'm combative. Um, <laughs> so, it's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. We're all working on it. Um, any final closing comments from you? I don't think so. Thanks. Now I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Me too. Um, well, yeah, so let's not talk next week about uh, about that because I'm not ready to uh, <laughs> not ready for the, the feedback. But, um, you know, we'll engage with that at some point. Thank you, Mr. Knott. Take care. Thank you very much. And you.